welcome everybody to the Bakery Bears radio show. My name's Dan. And I'm Kay. And I'm very pleased that you're recording, Kay, because when you look down there at your device, I was concerned that I started talking and you haven't No, recorded. it's recording. That's good. Then. I was just debating closing, well not closing, but swiping that screen off, there we go, and getting my run keeper up, that's oh. what I was doing. It's all a stress, isn't it, because working we, devices? Oh, don't even go there. You never know what's going to happen, do it. do you? I can't work these things. And what's so funny is you put them in the hands of a youth. I know. And they just do it. I know, it's like I know. An I asked, asked Brian to help me do something the other day, didn't I? Oh, that was it. I wanted to add a song to a playlist that I've got. Yes. And, and she like looked at me as if I was asking her how to... I don't know, tie a shoelace, you know, <laughs> as if like, can you not do that, Mum? <laughs> so she helped me do it and she's she's like, do this, do this, yeah, now do that, do that. And I was like really excited. I'm going, Brian, I've done it. You should she be went, excited. She went, yeah, okay. You should, you should be excited. <laughs> Can't remember what I did. I don't, well, know, I don't know if I'll be able to do it again without help. The amount of things as well that I know how to do them, but when I go to do them, because they're always hidden away in some really sort of yeah. annoying place. It's hard but to describe how to do them, You were trying to it? connect to one of our speakers in the house. Oh, yeah. I, I struggled to do that as well. Because yeah. you have to swipe down from the top right-hand corner yeah, of your phone or I something. Know. I'm I like, know. how on earth would you even know that? Uh, yeah, I know. How do you know that that's what you've got to do? Yeah, the know? thing is, though, that's just the first stage of the process. I know. Yeah. And then you've got to... Press tap, this tap on a little radar a thing. A tiny little yes, icon. Yes, yes. Oh, honestly. Nothing. I'm it, not designed for this modern world. Well, I'm not sure many of us are. <laughs> Except youths. Yes, definitely. Like, teenagers seem to know what to do with everything, even if they've never done it before in their lives. They'll just pick something up and go, yeah, you just do this, do this, do this. Yeah. I'm like, right, okay, great. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Oh yes, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about something which I think is pretty vital in life because without it not very much would happen and that's inspiration. Some people might call it motivation because okay. it's sort of the same thing isn't it? If I feel motivated to do something. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of the same thing. I have inspiration. Yeah, sort of, they are connected, aren't they? Because yeah. inspiration gives you motivation to do something. Yes, yeah. yes. And so inspiration is a very important thing because it's really how the world turns and it's how it's always turned. Mm. Now, you often hear people talking about lacking motivation, lacking inspiration. Mm. You talk about that a lot. Because I do, I do. A big part of your sort of daily job is you are a pattern designer mm. so you design knitting patterns and to do that you know you really thrive don't you on mm. inspiration mm. and then for me inspiration is that but you see it's unfair of me just to say it's knitting patterns with you because you also conceive we produce content mm. video content and audio content and mm. obviously written content because yeah, we also produce yeah. a magazine yeah. something that you often find I struggle with the magazine writing articles. Yes, you struggle to find inspiration. <laughs> Every time I'm like, oh no. That's because... I think it's because I just think I'm boring. That's and, it. And what would I have to write about? That's it. That's interesting. That is... Yeah. Yes. I struggle to get over the thought that I'm just boring. And, yeah. So today we're going to be talking about inspiration. What inspires us? Who inspires us? We might even come on to. Where we go looking for inspiration when we can't find it. And also, I think we should ask ourselves the question, is inspiration a little bit like love? Hmm, maybe. And, and what do they say about love? 
What do they say about it? should never that? go looking for it. No, absolutely. Yes. Because yes. cool. you, you won't find it if you go looking for it. And I, I just have this feeling that inspiration... It is exactly like that. There you go. There you go. So we'll talk a little so bit. So now about we've, this. we've said we told you everything. Now we don't need to get yes. to the And that's the end. That's the end. <laughs> now I think there's more to it than that because, like love, you can put yourselves in a position where it can find you. Mm, that's true. And it's the same with inspiration because something's happened to me. You can also recently. be open to it, can't you? You need to be, to be open, open to, to it. it. Yes, I, that is perfectly put. Yeah. And I tell you something, digital devices. Don't make you open for love, in my opinion. <laughs> no, we are in agreement on <laughs> that. That sounds but, wrong. You know, it's part of the modern world, isn't it, that it we is. actually don't don't really like. Yeah, I mean, it just in seems crazy to of me. Matchmaking. But, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll just pop on Tinder. Oh, yeah, swipe left, swipe left, yeah, swipe right. I, I, I don't, don't even know what any of that means. But I, neither do <laughs> I, because I've, I've never ever done that. But I, I don't. Since like the dawn of that. time, <laughs> we have found love yeah, by exactly. walking. Either the, the hills of, of the wilderness with our head held high. Walking into your office in the morning. Yes, yes. At the Good gym. Morning. At the yes. local pub at Going the weekend. Going for a walk down the street, not looking at your device with Absolutely, your head up, yeah. talking Absolutely. to people. You never know, you might actually meet someone. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, look, we're still in the hallway. Yes. Let's go. Let's go. The postman keeps dropping rubbish down there. Look, there's like tags and stuff, and like there's always rubber bands down there. <sighs> the car looks lovely. Dan's had his car valeted. We should say that to Steve when we see him. As uh, long term oh, listeners. Steve listeners. the postman, stop dropping rubbish on my doorstep. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, uh, I was going to say, we should say to him, Morning, Steve. See, you brought your rubbers. <laughs> yeah. There are 25,000 of Steve's rubber bands yes. near my door. Yeah. Do you remember those rubber band balls? Oh, yeah, yeah. I used they to love those. You, you made them, didn't you? You just collected rubber bands and you made them into a ball and you all got bigger and bigger. Yeah. And then, But you get to a point where you can't get any more on because your rubber bands won't stretch far yeah. enough. I never yeah. made one myself. No, I, I, I never made one, but I saw kids... You know, yeah. they were making one. They've been made in, you know, they've I'd been borrowed, making it for like years. Yeah, I borrowed rubber band balls off friends and mm. enjoyed the bounce. Yeah. Because my goodness, if you wanted a ball, you know, I remember. Were they very bouncy oh, then? Right. Insanely bouncy. We used to do a thing at school where the geography classrooms were three floors up, mm. and you had to climb the stairs, and you could look down the middle mm. and see the bottom of, you know. It, it, it was a straight drop down. Mm. So you would go up to geography, drop your rubber band ball, <laughs> and see how, how, how it far bounced. it bounced back up. Very much fun was Very had. Fun. Yes. Look at all the bindweed in there. Oh. oh, terrible. What do you do about bindweed? It's such a pretty flower. What is it? Uh, that's bindweed. That's amazing. That's bindweed, honey. So that's bindweed yes, wrapped around. wrapped around a beautiful shrub. <sighs> it's horrific stuff. Mm. And when you pull it out, you've got to get every bit of root out, otherwise it'll just grow again. It looked like a wire, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, been... wrapped around. That's yeah. what it does. I mean, it's sort of like a boa constrictor. Yeah. Suffocating stuff. Terrible stuff. Yeah. Horse so, tail down there as well. Horse tail used to be the, really bad? Oh, used to be the bane of my life in a previous house that I lived in. Right. Because um, I had a big long fence 
And the other side of the fence, there was just this bank full yeah. of like, you know, grass and weeds and stuff. Yeah. And horsetail used to come underneath the fence. Right. Oh, and I just, could I get rid of it? No. Just Does it look like a horse's tail? Yeah, it's like, I'll show it you if I see it again. Right. Yeah, it does. Uh, no, it's not the colour of a horse's tail, it's green. Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> um, I didn't mean that. Well, I don't, I don't actually think about it. It doesn't really look like a horse's tail. Now, okay. I, now I really think about it. Right. Not the best name, though, for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like multi-stemmed. Right, that's what I did. So, that, yeah. you know, I suppose that's where it came from. Speaking of green, for the first time in my life yesterday, I saw a green spider. Oh, you did? And I'm not talking about, you know, subtly green. Yeah. I'm talking about bright green. Green like grass. Gosh. I've never seen a spider like that before in my life. And it wasn't small either. So I caught it and um, dropped it out the car window and yeah. it gripped on. <laughs> and it was still there when Bryony got in the car, wasn't it? Yeah, I went to pick our daughter up from school and we set off home and um, all the way home she said, it's still there, it's still there, it's <laughs> gripping on. <laughs> I think she was quite liking it though. Yeah. So inspiration. Mm. It's such an interesting topic, it really is. Because, you know, it's everywhere and it's nowhere. Because like you referred to at the start, if you're open to it, mm. you can see inspiration in everything around you. Yeah. Like for example, that bush there, whatever that is. Um, well, it's, it's called a red robin. I, I'm not right. sure of the actual proper name. Well, it's like red on the top yeah. and then it's like green underneath. Yeah. And immediately you could see a colourway in that, yeah. a yarn colourway. Yeah. But conversely, you could just walk past it and not even see it. Yes, yes. And so, the question is, because I think it is an interesting subject, certainly is I'm always very interested to read where the people who inspire me, mm. where do they find their inspiration? Mm -hmm. So it's probably an interesting starting point just to, now it's tricky because I know Kay has recently, and we can't talk much about this at all, mm. even only just in the tiniest, tiniest bit. Kay's recently been inspired to do something. Mm -hmm. which is lovely and it's it's like wow amazing amazing and yeah and i'm not referring directly to that right that was my sort of caveat yeah let's don't talk about it no no no, no. <laughs> i'm talking about in general now because i know when i ask you a question like that you will tend to just go to your most recent yeah and i do kind of forget really what what inspired me to design things right um I think, I mean, from... Because sometimes, right, sometimes it literally just comes out of my head and I don't know why uh, and I don't know how it... Yeah. There's horsetail, here. I see it. This, see these yes. green fluffies? Do you think that looks like a horse's tail? No. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly sometimes don't even know where it's come from. And it could be that something subconsciously yeah. has inspired me and I just hadn't realised, like with this most recent thing that Don's talking about, yeah. something did inspire me, yeah. but... It was an experience thing, of doing something else. Yes. Yes. The thing that I was doing inspired me to do something else. And I think what you're referring to there is something that all 
artists, once they're in the field of whatever their art form might be, whether it be music, whether it be painting, whether it be sculpture, I think you do take a massive amount of inspiration from your own work. Yeah. And I think yeah, that... Yeah, I mean, that, that... Yeah, that is true, but I... I'm a bit funny about that because I don't like duplicating things that no, I've No, no, done. but you're not duplicating something with what you're referring to now. Oh, no. And that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is, in the process of doing one thing, something else occurs to you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. So, by being engrossed in yeah and being you know in a sort of creative environment yeah yeah your brain is in a it must open up mustn't it yeah your absolutely i i find that, that there are times when i have tons of ideas yeah and there are other times when i'm completely like i'm never gonna have an idea again ever i say that to you don't i i say oh i'm just never gonna come up with anything new ever again and i'll be like everything's been done i can't <laughs> I can't come up with anything else. And then something pops into my head when I'm not thinking about it. But I think it's the kind of, even when I'm not thinking about something, I think it's the fact that I've done things previously yeah. that are just floating around in there subconsciously, yeah. influencing you without you realising. I think the other thing as well is, as an artist, what everyone needs to sort of think is if you took all the, the the best painters and you got them all to paint some horsetail <laughs> it would all look different every yeah. one of them would do it in a slightly different way yeah so okay yes you can say you know well that horsetail's already been painted but it's all about the interpretation That's of true. the artist that is true and the way that they go about creating their yeah. piece of art because it's not going to be the same no and you might love one of them and hate another one yes should oh, we prepare ourselves my little friend yeah is he going to see you have we told everybody about my little boy yeah i think friend? so does he see you morning <laughs> yeah i think we, we might have touched on it but it might have been a little while ago so, so every morning when i'm out walking i see this group of people and we think they're elderly people. They're retired Gurkhas. We think they're retired yeah. Gurkhas. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and so that, that's a regiment of the British Army yes. that's recruited in a sort of and we've got an Tibetan army, area. An army, a really important army base that's not too far from us here. Yes. So we're presuming all that. They don't speak very good English at all, but... Um, they're, they're definitely retired Gurkhas. Yeah, I think they must be, yes. yeah. And every single morning there's one of them, a, a man who for months and months and months and months, probably years now, he's been waving at me when I see him. I always shout, good morning, you know, give him a lovely wave. So yeah, if he's behind me and I haven't seen him, he'll actually shout me <laughs> and he'll just go, hey, hey, <laughs> and I'll have my earbuds in because I'll be listening to my book, but I can still hear through them. So I have to make sure that I turn around and give him a big smile and a wave. <laughs> They're the loveliest people. Yeah. It's really funny as well because a few times, well, it's only been once. And it, I, I do think it's amazing that you predicted it on the day. Yeah. But you said we were going out for a walk together and you said, oh, if I see my friend, 
he'll think it's cool that there's, that two, there's of two of us. And he did. He, he did. held up two fingers and gave us a thumbs up. Yeah, because <laughs> there's two of us. Yeah, so it's funny how, you know, I can, I can clearly tell that he doesn't really speak the best English, but we managed to communicate perfectly well yeah. you know, and understand each other. It is kind of brilliant. Yeah, and I hardly saw them at all through lockdown. In fact, I no. didn't see them at all, yeah. all the way through the sort of various lockdowns. But then there they appeared again. Yeah. So that was lovely. So your inspiration does tend to come from the fact that you're engrossed in the art form of design yeah. in a lot of cases. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me as well, it's um, when my brain feels kind of free from stuff. Stuff. Yes. That's a good way of saying it. Yeah. Yeah. I think your your head needs to be, like we've said a couple of times now, for you to be open to inspiration, there has to be space in your head yeah. for that inspiration to flood into. Absolutely. And it's interesting actually that you. I've been inspired recently because your head has been in a really great place and that might yeah. be, that might just be a, a sort of, that might be one of the reasons why you had this amazing inspiration that yeah. you've had, which yeah. is just great fun. Yeah. The, the, I suppose to someone listening, they might think, well, that's all well and good if you're in the, the sort of field already, because the other, the other thing I know that inspires you to create is you love creating. I do. So you are motivated, a bit like, you know, we were talking before about how the world turns on motivation. Yeah. You know, if a hunter-gatherer needs to eat, he has to go out and hunt. Absolutely, so that's his motivation, that and, he's got and to eat. You're motivated to design things because you love the process mm. of creating something new and the excitement of seeing if this works, if that works. Yeah. You know, and obviously here we're talking about designing all sorts of different things, but knitted. Yeah, usually knitted. Yes. Sometimes if I'm designing a sort of tutorial course. Of course. It sometimes that's isn't a, that's a different, knitting. That is a different thing, isn't it? Mm. Now, the, the question I was going to pose, and I know the answer to this, and a lot of listeners might know the answer to this, but the, the question in the first instance would be, well, how did you get into designing in the first place? What inspired you to design something in the first place? Yeah. What did? Well, that'd be Bryony, wouldn't it? So our daughter Bryony. Yeah, she was three, I think. Yeah. And she loved, even when she was little, you know, she loved soft toys, yeah. teddies. Yeah. And I just wanted to make her one. Yeah. I just thought how nice that would be. Yeah. If I could make her one, and I learned to knit, as a lot of us do. You know, my mum taught me to knit when I was probably about nine or ten. Yeah. But I'd never done anything with it. I could do knit stitches, I could do pearl stitches. Yeah. I knew what cables were, you know, all that kind of thing. Yeah. And so I just went out and I found a book that had some knitted teddies in it. And I went and bought some wool and some needles and made her a teddy, which she's still got. So your initial inspiration for getting into this this world of designing, which has now become a huge part of your mm. life and, mm. and a huge part of your job, mm. was actually designing something for our daughter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the first bear that I made her was from a pattern. 
But then yeah. within quite a short amount of time, really, yeah. I decided I wanted to make something that I'd designed, yeah. you know, a bear that I'd designed. And over this, the course of a few months, I came up with a little bear. Yeah. I think that the, the, and it went from there, really. Yeah. The, the, the root of it really is... Um, Let's go in the shade. It's so hot today, everybody. Well, oh, gosh. <laughs> you can say that, but <laughs> there'll be many people listening. I know, it's all relative, isn't it? For, it is all relative. For, for us here, I don't like the heat. It no. feels hot today. There's blazing sun, awful blue skies. <laughs> And actually, it's the summer solstice today, so it's officially the start oh, of... That's great news. It, well, it is. It's official, Although it's officially the start of summer, so in theory, sadness for me and Dan. Uh, what it also means is that from now on, the days do start to get a little bit shorter. Right. Because the summer solstice is the longest day. Yeah. There's about, I don't know... 29 million hours of sunshine today. Well, it's nice to think that it can't get any worse. No, so from no. now on, I think it's, it's like all... half a minute every day or two days or something that <laughs> the days get shorter. But look, it's all downhill that's from a here. positive, isn't it? It's a massive positive. We've got to draw the positives. So getting back to the inspiration thing, yeah. you were inspired to start designing by our daughter. And then once you were in that zone, you realized, I really enjoy this. Yeah. And that, for me, I think is sort of the, the key to being an artist is, you know, finding that thing that's your thing. Yeah. And then what inspires you to keep doing is that you love the process. Yes. Yes. I, I mean, I, my favourite part of of the whole process of designing is the actual design. Yes, yes. You know, once I've come up with the design and I know it works, that's that's the best bit for me. Yes. And then, you know, I obviously have to do all the rest. I've got to create, I've got to make the actual thing. I've got to knit the actual thing. I've got to create the pattern. I've got to do photographs. I've got to get it through testing. I've got to get it out in the world, all of that. Yeah. But my actual favourite bit is the designing, the coming up with things. Yeah. Yeah. So I think what that, that sort of shows you that, and I, I think I've had an experience similar to this recently, that you need an initial motivation yeah. to get you going with something. But then, you see, and I think this is the interesting thing with finding what your thing is as well because sometimes you might be inspired to try something and you just might not enjoy mm, it. Mm. And I think sometimes... You don't know unless you try, though. No. Oh, no, no, no. Exactly. No, no. You know, it's important to try all sorts of different things. But I think sometimes it's really good to be able to say, actually, I tried that and I didn't like it. Yeah. And, and, you know, to, to stop. So for me, inspiration and, you know, the sort of motivation to do something... It's such a, an interesting one because, I mean, just thinking from the sort of uh, video content that we produce and the shows that we produce, we've got a making of, one of our series is called Walk in the Wall. And uh, we've just actually made a, a little documentary. That sounds just crazy even saying that, but it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a 30 minute film 
all about how we go about making it. And it was such a sort of interesting process for me to sort of break it down because I'd never really done that before. Yeah. But then also as well, I think you found it really interesting because you've watched it back. It's going to be yeah. broadcast, I think, on the 28th or the 29th of this month. And you found it really interesting. I did, I did. Seeing, you know, what it took to sort of pull it all together. And you were yeah. like, well, what were you like? You were like, oh, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do it. It's not my thing at all, no. But you really love it. You know, I and do. that's a great example of... And I never, ever would have... For, for me, the, the, the motivation to... I mean, I think what I've uh, come to really sort of understand is I'm personally very interested in uh, history and what yeah. sort of got us to this point. Yeah. Humanity, yeah. really, I'm thinking. And so I like to read about lots and lots of different periods of history mm. and, you know, look into all the sort of roots of, of everything. Mm. And I, I never really thought, and I wonder if it's the teacher side of me because I was a teacher for many years. Yeah. I really like sharing interesting stories. So if there's, you know, if I find interesting things and if I can light people up yeah. about history. It, it yeah, is history, it's definitely the teacher in you. The... Yeah. Yeah. I really, you know, but then it's all right being motivated to share interesting stories, but what I never anticipated was how much fun it would be. Should we go down that way? Yeah. I never anticipated how much fun it would be putting together a show. And, you know, when you sort of look at that walk in the wall episode that I made the documentary about, it's mm. got about, uh, I can't remember, I mean, it's about 100 and, 120 different shots. Yeah. All to make up the episode. And you've got to do certain things to each one of those. Yeah. For me, all of the processes that you go through, that you look to, you're like, oh my goodness. What did you say to me? I think it was like, so oh. So tedious. <laughs> yeah. And you were like, you've got to do that for every one yeah. of those clips. Yeah. And what it is for me is, now I'm, I don't like doing jigsaws. I do, I love jigsaws. But I do love doing Lego. Yeah. And Lego for me is like a jigsaw. Yeah, it is. And putting together a show is like doing Lego. Yeah, I get that. Because every one of the little pieces yeah. on its own means Built nothing. To make... Look at that little bird. Oh, it's tiny. Every one of but the. That's the bird that's singing. I saw Let's his little body moving. Oh, well, in that case, it is the bird that's singing then. I think it, it looks like a little. Is it a wren? I'm not even sure. I'm I not don't sure. know it's birds so very well. Are you going to sing some more? Are you going to sing? Oh. The answer to that question is yes, was I yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Look, I can see him singing. That's amazing. Anybody know what bird that is? Somebody out there will know what bird that is. I'll have to get another Wendy to listen. My yeah, mom. it's a tiny little brown bird. He's singing his little heart out, or her heart, I don't know how you tell. Girls you wouldn't and boys. think, would you, that something so. <laughs> Something so small so can make small, a sound I know. quite so big and also so lovely. Amazing. Look at those daisies. <laughs> it's just a little patch of just common daisies, but it's in the shade. They look so lovely. Putting together a, a show is, for me, just like doing a piece of Lego. And what motivates me is 
it, it's the finished product. It's putting all the work together and then watching it back and going, mm -hmm. yes, that's exactly. Yeah, I understand all that. I think, you know, I was just thinking about the difference between your creating and my creating. And yeah. I think the main difference that stands out for me is that I like to produce something that's tangible. Yeah that's there, yeah. that I can pick up and touch and go, I made this. Yeah. And you know, you, you can't do that with a no. video, can you? No. So I think that's the main difference, I think, for me. Yeah, I mean, I think that if I could produce something tangible, I would. <laughs> yeah. I, because I am motivated to knit. That's true. So I do love to create something tangible but i think it's just it's different forms of entertainment at the end yeah, of the day because yeah. that's sort of what it all is it's all entertainment whether you'll be sitting you know buying a knitting pattern sitting down and knitting it yeah. you are sort of entertaining yourself aren't you you're course, keeping your brain yeah. occupied but what i found is the more that we've got into content production and the different types of shows that we produce I find myself watching things in a very different way to how I used to. Yeah. So I know we spoke about Jaws. We, we watched Jaws Probably recently. The bottom will be in the shade. That way. We, I, I don't know what you just said. If we go along the bottom here, we'll okay. be in the shade. Right. Um, We're just <laughs> sun dodging at the yeah. moment in the park. The flowers are lovely. They've just redone all of the flower beds. You know where they put all the annuals in? They're gorgeous, they're all red, white and blue, presumably for the Jubilee year. And they just look lovely. Yeah. Then so all the little flowers in regimented lines. Yeah. Oh, I love to see that. It's very Victorian looking, isn't it? But this is a Victorian park, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So I love that. It's beautiful. Sorry, darling girl. It's all right. So I find myself now watching because we produce lots of different types of content. You know, you'll do cooking shows. Yeah. There's a very completely sort of original yarn dyeing show, which you can't yeah. really look to other places for inspiration for, which actually, no, I really liked the development of that show. Quite a closed world in terms of showy techniques and things. Well, well it, it's, an, it, it's a really interesting and exciting thing to do, to take a subject which you can't go and look at yeah. other things and sort of think, oh, well, that works, that doesn't work. You've got to sort of carve your own niche. Yeah. And so all the different types of shows, I, I get very sort of into, you know, working out how we're going to put it together mm. and the different angles and, you know, the, the sort of narrative of, of the story as yeah. it goes. And it makes me, I was just sort of touching on before, it makes me watch films in a different way yeah that's and true I never, I never got inspired necessarily by seeing how other people shot stuff but now but you do notice things now don't you oh my goodness like 1914 oh yeah the way that that was filmed amazing film it was just the single shot amazing thing. just yes. unbelievable but then also Jaws and seeing how yeah. Steven Spielberg chooses to film very mundane things. Yeah. He shoots them in a way which makes them really interesting. Yeah. And that for me is the ultimate. That is the thing. An artist can shoot anything and make it look interesting. Yeah. Look at the size of that cockerel. It's a big cockerel, that isn't it? I know. I bet you weren't expecting they... me to say that, folks. 
There's an aviary in the park and one side of it has got ducks and chickens and a big cockerel and the other side's got little tiny birds. But yesterday when I walked past, the, the men in there were draining that pool. Right, cleaning it out Obviously for them. cleaning it out for yeah, them yeah, and yeah. it's full again now so yeah. they've obviously given their little pool a clean which is nice. They're very well looked after. Yeah. There's always somebody in there, you know, cleaning them out and feeding them and talking to them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get inspiration from any sort of particular people? I don't um, mean necessarily anything to do with, I'm talking life inspiration. So it could be anything. What inspires me is, for example, someone's lifestyle. I do watch a few kind of lifestyle vlogs. Yeah. But I have been watching, um, it's not a vlog, it is a proper podcast. I say it's a podcast, but it's actually... It looks like they're recording it as a radio yeah. thing because that is what a podcast is. But you can see them yeah. in the studio. And that's Cal Newport, who I've spoke about before. Yeah. And he puts out very regular shows all about kind of life and his way of working. Yeah. And in particular, he doesn't do social media. So it is focused a lot around that. So Cal um, Newport. Yeah, Cal, he does, he does, because of his, his ethos about life. I would say as well that I think that uh, Mary Berry inspires you. Oh, I love Mary Berry. Mary Berry rocks, doesn't she, you know? And Delia Smith as well. Yeah. Oh, Delia Smith. I mean, I would probably say Delia Smith more than Mary yeah, yeah. Berry, because I always remember watching Delia Smith. I mean, she's not on the telly anymore these days, unfortunately, but... She used to always say things like, um, oh, you know, this is not what a proper chef would do. Yeah. But we're not bothered about that because we're not chefs, we're just home cooks. Yeah. And I just love that. Yeah. Because, you know, she's an icon, isn't she? And she, her recipes always work. Yeah. Yet she seems very grounded. Yeah. And she's not one of these fancy modern day Instagram chefs, you know, yeah. that are producing all of this perfectly looking food, which is totally unreachable for yeah. most people to produce in their kitchens. Yeah. So I just like people who are honest, you know, they're just being honest to themselves and they're just doing what they would normally do in life, yeah. rather than showing us something that really is unreachable and is probably not their real life anyway no and also as well what's so funny about um, a lot of tv cooks is you know you, you if you ain't like they showed you oh you'd be the size of a house <laughs> and also as well you know i can't think of many people who'd be able to deal with that type of eating the richness constantly because it's just yeah a... i mean i've got a few cookbooks of nigella lawson and i i love watching nigella She's highly entertaining. And I've got several of her cookbooks, but I find that her recipes, particularly the baking, I mean, it's just baking books I think I've got, but the vast, you know, the quantity of ingredients you need for a cake, for example, it's just massive. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh gosh, no, I don't want 300 grams of butter in something. No. Or, you know, 400 grams of sugar or whatever. Yeah. So again, they're kind of, for me, I don't know that I've ever really cooked anything or baked no. anything of Nigella's. No. They're just too, 
much. There's too much going on, but I love watching it. Yeah. The person who motivates me the most is uh, probably you, actually. Me? Yeah. That's shocking. Why? Why do I motivate you? Well, you motivated me to start knitting. Well, that is true. And, you know, you're watching... I have a front row seat on all of your sort of creative escapades. Yeah. And that then inspires me to, to, to do stuff. You know, it inspires me to, to try new things and inspires me to sort of push myself and do stuff which probably is way... You know, it certainly has been way beyond my capabilities yeah. <laughs> in, in some settings, but... You've got to push yourself at some point, though, haven't you, otherwise? Yeah. Why was it I say that you don't have to? You know, you do whatever you want to do. Did anyone just hear that bee? No, I didn't hear a bee. Well, it just went straight past me. Gosh, it must have been a big bee. Yeah, it was ginormous, and it sounded like the noisiest thing ever. <laughs> But then, uh, be, be, uh, on a creative front, no one's ever really inspired me creatively when it comes to sort of handcrafts, other than you. Right. And you know, but well, you don't really, you, you wouldn't, you don't go searching for that though, do you? No, no, well, because I, I know what I like. I, yeah, I, and you, I, you don't watch things, you don't... No, I, well, I never have. You, you know, you don't go into Ravelry and browse. To be well, honest, I, I, don't, don't, I don't do that anymore I either. don't need to, because you, you're such a font of knowledge. <laughs> oh, so, you know, I'm know just lucky that. that I'm in the environment that I'm in. But on a broader front, the people who really inspire... I, I get tons of inspiration on a wider front from uh, John F. Kennedy. Mm. Certainly not in the way he led his private life. <laughs> no, he was he wasn't one. But certainly on his views, you know, on his views about the world. Yeah. And, yeah. and about how the world, you know, could and should potentially turn. Which is are still so incredibly relevant for today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, you hear him giving speeches in the 1950s and early 60s, and you yeah. think, gosh, he could have said that yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. And it's completely relevant. Yeah, he was definitely a man... Ahead of his time. Well ahead of his time. And, you know, uh, what, what you want from a politician is someone who actually leads yeah. and who actually paints a picture of a future. Which is a rare thing. Yes, it's... It's, it's like hen's you could teeth, argue, isn't it? You could argue it's fairly unique. The other thing ooh, is... Bee, it's all right. Is it it's gone? Right. Sorry, it flew right in my face. Well, <laughs> Whacking a bee is never a I good idea. I didn't whack it. It was flying right to my face. I just wafted. The, the other thing that I loved about, well, that I love about John F. Kennedy is the best politicians bring people together. Yeah. The worst politicians push people apart. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's easy to see the bad politicians oh, when, yeah. when you adopt that that approach and that is a fact the I best it, leaders yeah. from the world through the course of, of time have been the people who've brought people together I and agree. that's what he tried to do i think it's difficult to see good politicians when you know you just all you see is bad yes moving on though from from politics you know from a sort of musical point of view because that's really where my creativity all started yeah the, the people who inspire me musically, and now it's probably uh, Dave Grohl. 
Yeah. Um, but also Peter Erskine. Yeah, you've always loved him. Well, Peter Erskine is probably the reason why I'm a drummer. And... I remember you buying his drumsticks, didn't you? you yeah, I used like? to use... Yeah, it, it, yeah. Signature ones. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, they're really good. Vicfirth, Vic Firth, is that the maker? That's the brand, yeah. That that's was a man brand, as well sorry. who made yeah. sticks. Um, and then he then made signature sticks for yeah. Drummer Still Does. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Peter Erskine sticks are really good. Um, so yeah, Peter Erskine, Dave Grohl. And strangely, what I found recently is musically, actually, probably for quite some time, I've been inspired by my brother. Yeah, absolutely. It's because been brilliant. For years, I've been inspired by my brother because I've been making music for him. Yeah. He would send me through. He's a composer. Yeah. Dan's brother. Composed the music for this radio show. Mm. And he would send me through a brief for music that he needed, and I would then create it for him and yeah. record it and send it back to him. Yeah. And that was, you know, sort of the levels of my inspiration. It's how my my sort of playing continued after I stopped doing professional. Yeah. Gigs always sound 70s. And that's do you know what, what I mean? they were. <laughs> what do they call them now? Well, no, I think they still do call yeah. them that. But it just sounds a bit weird. But saying professional jobs doesn't sound right for music. No, no, it doesn't. But then, at the start of this year, he asked me to teach. Well, he didn't ask me. He got some drums and you suggested that I offer, so I offered to teach him and I've been giving him a lesson every month. Yeah. And I found it the most inspirational thing. You have, you have. But then what, what sort of tipped me over the edge was we sat down and watched a film the other week called Whiplash. Yeah. And if you want to go and watch a film that is the closest to what my early life was like, then you should go watch this film. Yeah. I wasn't emotionally bullied. Um, well, you see, I say that. Go watch Whiplash. You kept saying to me when we were watching it, that's just what it was like. It's it was like that. You didn't have physical violence. No, no one threw symbols at <laughs> no. me or threw chairs at me. <laughs> but what they do, and do you know what? Because now I can look at it from both sides because I've also worked as a tutor. And I can understand why tutors Push people. Now, I didn't. I never pushed people down. No. But what I did do was, if something was bad, I said it was bad. Yeah. I would not say to someone because the worst thing you can do with anyone is tell them they're great when they're not. Yeah. Because then what you're doing is you're creating a false expectation yeah, for yeah, someone. Yeah. And so if something was rubbish, I would say it was rubbish. But and that's not the way of the world at the moment, I no. don't find. Anyway, it's all like, you know, everybody's great. And yeah, I'm not, well done I'm for not, you for trying. Yeah, and I'm not dissing that at all. But what I'm saying is that there's maybe not true honesty in it. Especially when you're teaching somebody something, I think you've got to be honest with them. And if something's not right, they need to know it's not right. For me, the boundary is clear. When a child is in primary school, they should be supported to do everything. Absolutely. And told that they're doing marvellously well. Yeah. Because at that age... They're still developing, aren't You're still they? developing. And, yeah. And you're trying new things, and what you need is encouragement. Yes. But when that child hits secondary school... Yeah. And they start getting, you know, a little bit older... Yeah. That's the point where things get serious. And you can't just turn around and say, oh, well done you, you know. Well done you for trying. 
yes, well done you for trying, but actually it wasn't any good. Yeah. So I'm afraid you need to go and practice this, 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 and this. Yeah. To make it better. Yeah. Because when we understand our deficiencies, we know how to get better. Absolutely. And you know, one of the one of the most important things is to fail sometimes. Yeah. And you know, it's much better to fail in a music exam than it is to fail in life. Yeah, absolutely. Better to you know. You can't always be good at everything. No. But you can practice and get better. Of course you can. And that's the best thing about music. And what? Happened? I mean, like you can't instantly be good at everything. Is what I no, meant. No. You know, you no. you can work at something and get better, and that's what you should do. Through watching that film. Whiplash. It was it was a really strange experience because I'd seen it before, but I'd watched it on my own. Mm. So I just watched it through my own eyes, and then watching it with you, I watched it through your eyes. Yeah. And it was quite an emotional experience it because it made me sort of realise why I have certain character traits, which is I don't really think I'm very good at anything. Yeah. And the reason why I don't is because that's what I was told when I was at music college. Yeah. But what that meant is, because I don't think I'm any good, that means I'm constantly striving to get better. Yeah. And I think that that's such a great well, it is. trait to have in life. If you just think, oh, I'm great. Yeah. I don't need to work at and that. Well, you see people like that all the time, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Especially watching American football, for yeah, example. Yeah. yeah. You see people that, you know, clearly think they are the absolute bee's knees. Yeah. And, and not. yet they throw five interceptions in one game or something. Yeah. Kay's actually been quite specific. She's talking about the backup quarterback for the Michigan Wolverines in the 2017 <laughs> season. <laughs> Who talks like he's yeah, he did. Tom Brady. He did, he did. But plays. Not very good. Not like Tom Brady at all. He seemed like a perfectly nice fella. Yes, yes absolutely perfectly nice fella. Yeah, but, yeah. but yet, what has been really wonderful for me is I found myself because I've reconnected, watching that Whiplash film made me reconnect with the reasons why I wanted to make music in the first place. Thank you. And actually, whilst 30 years might have passed, my motivations to make music are still the same now as what they were when I first picked up the sticks. And to reconnect with that has been transformative for me. I've practiced more in the last two weeks than I have done. You have every day, every night you've been practicing. Because there's such a big difference between playing and practicing. Yeah. And you know, anyone could sit down and play. You're not bettering yourself. No. You're just messing around. To actually sit down and properly practice, it's just been marvelous. So nice. inspiration for me musically was found through putting myself in the position of being sort of surrounded by, like you with your designs. Mm. You're in the middle of a design and something inspires you within it. Because mm. I've been teaching my brother to put me back in that world mm. regularly, mm. then sitting down and watching that film has shown me where that inspiration, or what that inspiration was. Mm. And then suddenly now, I want to be the world's greatest drummer again. Yeah. The best bit is folks, as I said to Kay the other day, I'm not going to tell anybody when I am. <laughs> Only I'll know. I'll know. Just me and Kay will know. Because yeah, yeah. one of our plans for the future is to build a little studio in, in a garage. Yeah. Um, and to be able to go in there and uh, and not have to hit an electronic drum set. Yeah, to have your acoustic yes. set, yes. set up, which we just don't have the space for here. So it's well, also, packed up. The, the space is there, but the, the setting is not because no. we have neighbours who wouldn't enjoy it. 
No, <laughs> We'd need that's true. We don't. We want no neighbours. Yes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of another radio it show. It is. We're back home and I am so boiling hot, I can't even tell you. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us today. It's Thank been you, wonderful everybody. to be with you. It has. Take care of yourselves and yes. we'll see you in two weeks for more. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. The Bakery Bears radio show is brought to you by Bakery Bear Productions and is made possible by our Bakery Bear patrons. Find out how you can join our Bakery Bear community, access more of what we do and keep the show on air by visiting www.bakerybears.com forward slash listen forward slash.